Hey friends, Dan Schreiner here on the Disciple Hinson podcast. Welcome back for another episode. We have a special treat for you this week. Tommy Fenderwall is here. Um, as you know, I'm not the best at pronunciation. Uh, speaking of pronunciation, I wish I would have had Tommy sing the opening line of Lion King. That would have been a nice treat and show me how it's really done. Tommy is from South Africa. He's with a ministry called Imprint. You can hear more about that at the upcoming Sunday evening service. Uh, check out the podcast notes for the website. I hope you will appreciate the conversation we have. There's so much fun things to talk about, about how the Lord is working through this brother's ministry. A lot of overlap with Nine Marks and what the Nels are doing in Mozambique. Um, so he's hanging out with us here for a little while, and we're so glad that he was. So I hope you are edified and encouraged by the conversation. One thing, there is a little inside baseball here, so there'll be a few a few jokes that you'll probably will be lost on most of you, but that was just for our own entertainment. So hope you still appreciate the episode. Enjoy. Tommy, welcome to the Disciple Henson Podcast. Good to have you on the show. Oh, great. Thanks for having me, brother. Did you like how I turned on that kind of radio announcer voice? Oh, yeah. Uh, Went just deep, like that. Slower. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> smooth jazz. So, Tommy, who are you? I am Tommy van der Welt. I'm from South Africa. Van der Welt. Is that with a V? Yeah. Last name V. Yeah. Okay. But you, you pronounce it, um, if I can spell it like you would pronounce it, as F-U-N, fun. Fun. D-E-A-R, dear. Walt, like Walt Disney. Okay. Okay. So how how do we know each other, Tommy? Um, so we've got a couple of connections. Uh, we've got a mutual friend in Gustav Pritchard. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a brother from South Africa. I've known him for years. Um, we also, I did the internship at Capitol Hill. So we've got that connection. Um, and then one of your members did the internship with me at Capitol Hill. Dylan Johnson. That's right. Uh, And you met Michael, I don't know if it was the first time, but Michael and John Piverenta came and did a conference in South Africa or was it, was it in Mozambique and they stopped by and saw you in South Africa? Yeah, that, that's it. They, they did a conference in, in Mozambique. Mm. Uh, Mark Dever emailed me and said, Hey, a friend of mine's coming through South Africa. I think he was there for like one night. Mm-hmm. Um, can you keep him busy? And he, um, he was with Gus or Gustav and, uh, and we organized a, a one day conference on conversion. And uh, Michael was gracious enough to to do that for us. So one morning um, conference, and that's where we met. So, and you are South African. You were born in South Africa. Born and raised South African. So throw another shrimp on the bobby. Is, <laughs> is that right? No, that's Australian. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I did hear you call the grill the bobby. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. That's true. I just thought just like barbecue. Okay, Americans identify with barbecues, right? What's that? You guys identify barbecue with like grills? Or yeah, we call it the grill or okay. uh, the barbecue. Yeah. 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 But so. that's not kind of my forte. So if we start talking uh, about grilling, meats you can grills. talk about to Gustav or my wife about that. I handed in my <laughs> man card on that a long time ago. <laughs> but you love sports though. I do love sports. Okay, so I got that going for me. So is this your first time in Portland? Tom? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And... Uh, from touching down, I fell in love with the place. I really love it. What do you love about Portland? Uh, the people. Uh, they're friendly, kind, mm-hmm. um, open, interesting. 
Um, I love food. So obviously that's uh, that's going for you guys. Um, so love good coffee. And uh, yeah, you've got all of that. We're glad that you like it and we're glad that you're here. Why are you here? Because so we're sitting across from each other uh, and here in the Disciple Henson studio. Mm -hmm. uh, what brought you to Portland for this trip? Yeah, so um, I was supposed to, uh, I was invited by a partner, uh, Desiring God. So we partner in South Africa as well. Uh, to their, uh, they invited me to for a foreign partners retreat, um, just to brainstorm about projects and stuff. And it would have been here in um, in Washington, but they said Portland's the closest airport to drive um, to this lodge or whatever it is. Um, I booked the tickets in the morning, and because of the time difference, I received an email in the evening saying, "Sorry, we cancelled it due to COVID." Um, so I had the non-refundable ticket. And yeah, so I'm yeah. Here you are hanging. Um, well, we're yeah. we're thankful for God's providence that you decided to come anyways mm -hmm. and to hang out with us. We're about to go into the Simeon Trust workshop. You're going to kind of yeah. hang around, uh, hang out with Dylan, or I guess you guys got dinner last, last night. night. Yeah, excellent. But we we want to take advantage of this opportunity of you being here to get to know you, mm -hmm. uh, to get to know about your ministry imprint. Yeah. So first. Why don't you just tell us just a brief, like, tell us about your family, tell us about where you live, what your church, and uh, and then we'll get into the ministry of imprint. So what's your background? Did you, Good. like, grow up Christian? Yeah, so I grew up Christian, um, uh, but I kind of chose the prodigal son road, road of my family for, for uh, a certain amount of years uh, until the Lord graciously saved me uh, through some providential um, things that happened in my life. Um, I'm married to an American lady from the Midwest, Ohio, so got something right. And uh, I've got, we've got three kids, McKenna, Logan, and Tyler. So they're nine, seven, and Tyler's turning six next week, so I need to rush home. Nice. And uh, yeah, I serve at Brackenhurst Baptist Church in Johannesburg, in the southern part of Johannesburg. I'm an elder there, one of seven elders, and uh, yeah, serving the Lord, preaching, counseling, discipling. Um, on this, on if I don't do imprint. Okay. So, yeah. And before we get to imprint, uh, you haven't always been in full-time vocational mm -hmm. ministry. What were you doing uh, kind of career-wise, job-wise before imprint or before you went into ministry, that is? Yeah. So my background is architectural, architectural design and project management. Um, I worked for one of the biggest firms in South Africa, just building airports and hospitals and, um, and, yeah, I built a presidency just before I went into full-time ministry. So. You built a presidency? Yeah, I built a South African president's house. No way. Yeah. So you you would know how to break into that, like uh, like one of those heist movies? Probably, yeah. Mm. No. <laughs> we'll have to talk about that on another podcast. Well, tell us uh, one more thing. Um, I'm thinking of a, of a pet um, that you keep in a cage at your home. It's not a hamster, mm -hmm. and it starts, well, I'm not going to tell you what it starts with. Uh, I just want you to say say this word right here. You see that? Gerbil? Gerbil. Okay. Is that right? Uh, well, we say it gerbil here, but I just wanted to hear you say that. I don't know gerbil. why. <laughs> Thank you for indulging me. Oh, good. Um, so what is imprint? We're not going to talk about gerbils or gerbils anymore. <laughs> Thanks. Um, imprint. Imprint's a, a ministry that exists to leave a healthy mark on the growing church in South Africa. 
Um, and we leave that mark by providing trustworthy biblical resources and training to specifically pastors. That's in short what we do. Sounds like the nine marks of South Africa. Yes. There we go. Is that what you're trying to do? Yep. That's what we're trying to do. Uh, just with an extra avenue of training. Um, so we probably exclusively print nine marks material. We print it, we translate it, uh, we distribute it. Um, and then we use those resources, the books that we print and translate uh, as textbooks to train pastors. And so do you do that training in, in person? Like, are you sitting down with with pastors in South Africa and other uh, countries in Africa and mm -hmm. doing doing this training? Yeah. Yeah. So there they are different avenues of, of training. Um, so we've got this kind of a distance um, learning experience, sending the books or articles, and then we uh, they read it, write a paper like your internship mm -hmm. um, or residency. Mm -hmm. um, and then we'll meet up. Um, again, I've told you this or the staff that South Africa or Africa is a storytelling culture. Mm -hmm. So they don't have a, a real big reading culture or we don't have. Um, so they do read, but then they want to discuss it and, and just think through it and tell about how are we going to implement it, it in our church. So that, that needs to be more direct. Um, currently, we're just meeting over Zoom, or if they're in the area, I would meet up with them. Um, so that's one aspect of it. Another aspect is um, we have an internship. So Bracken is my, my home church, and Imprint, we partner in, in bringing guys into an internship program. Um, and uh, then the third avenue is uh, we having our first weekender next year where we would get these guys come to our church, experience what a healthy church looks like, um, similar to CHBC. Okay. Yeah, as you're explaining uh, about the ministry of Imprint, it also strikes me that uh, what you're doing is very similar to what Willem and Carol Nell uh, in Mozambique are doing. Um, and one of the things they often tell us is they have pastors come to them mm -hmm. who aren't actually believers yeah and uh they are they have the opportunity to to share the gospel with these people who are already pastors yeah uh, and you you run into that often as well is that right oh absolutely yeah so yeah. I'm, I'm just curious i mean i think for for us in american culture if we were to come across that i think we, it would raise all sorts of questions certainly mm. concern but we also may not know what to do it's like yeah. how do you share the gospel with someone who is a pastor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so can you like share a story or tell us about mm -hmm. kind of how you think through that? Yeah, so um, the reason why the people, I think that's important to just say that, uh, why would they want to be a pastor? Um, is in the African culture, you've got this whole chief mentality. So if you, the chief of the village, uh, you want recognition, you want your tribe to serve you, uh, you want to be the holy man um, and to be looked after. So, um, so it's a bit of a skewed um, prosperity kind of reason uh, that, that they would be a pastor. Um, but they all have recognized leadership. Um, most of the guys that we work with, they understand, they call it the holy book, so the Bible. So that's a great platform, just like okay, you believe in the Bible, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counter you with, with the Bible. Um, they, they do believe in the ordinances even though skewed, they see it as like 
sacrifices. Mm. Most of these pastors are engaged in ancestral worship, so syncretism. So they just mix animal sacrifices and worshiping of the ancestors with Christianity. Um, so you get baptized to get access to the ancestors, to get access to God, um, and then through animal sacrifices as well. Uh, you partake in the Lord's Supper to be saved. So every time you partake, you get washed, you get holified, if you want to call it mm -hmm. that way. Mm -hmm. um, now, how we re um, interact with them is to take them to Scripture, to mm. say, okay, so you want to be a leader in the church. So what does the Bible say about that? And normally I take them to First Peter 5 because they want to lord it over their people. Mm. And then I say, well, this is what Peter says. What do you do about it? You can't lord it over your people. No, but I'm the chief. Well, this is what the Bible says. Mm. Um, and then you do go and you say, well, what did Jesus do? He came to serve and not to be mm. served, right? Um, and then you bring the gospel in there um, and help them to see that. Uh, for instance, the Lord's Supper, 1 Corinthians 10 and 11 uh, you partake in remembrance of me, right, mm -hmm. Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, and so if you partake, who do you remember? The ancestors. Well, the Bible says in remembrance of Jesus. And what do you remember? You remember his sacrificial life, death, burial, and resurrection. Um, and if you don't do that, then you're not partaking in the Lord's Supper. Um, and then again, the gospel comes in there. So those are just some of the things that we, we encounter and some of the ways we, we do that. You were saying when we were talking yesterday that sometimes the, the chief lording over the authority over uh, the various members of mm -hmm. the tribe or the church involves actual, like, physical discipline. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, some, of the, some of these village chiefs, uh, pastors, whatever you want to call them, is mm -hmm. actually physically abusing the, the church members. Um, so do you have opportunity to tell them to stop that? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Good. Oh, yeah. So, and, yeah, do you, and how, how generally, how do these pastors respond? I'm sure you've seen both um, turning away and saying, rejecting mm -hmm. uh, the gospel message and the, the word that you have to say from scripture. But then do you see some good fruit as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So you see both. Um, we, we get people. I did a conference in Cape Town the other day. Um, and it was the first time that it ever happened to me, but I was thankful for it. Where a guy actually stood up, it was a panel discussion, and he just says, I don't believe what you say. Uh, that is wrong. And I said, uh, Brother Pastor, but th that's what the Bible says. So you disagree with the Bible. And he just screamed and he walked out. Hmm. Um, but he reacted that way because some of his members were at the conference. And we were talking about this preaching. I did teach on leadership, uh, First Timothy, Titus, and First Peter, mm -hmm. um, and I kind of exposed him without me knowing it, and he got angry and he left. I see. Um, but then again, I mean, I taught. Um, I think it was the yeah last year, just before lockdown, um, I had the opportunity to go through the nine marks of healthy church with a group of Pentecostal pastors, and uh, it was fun. Um, <laughs> and I can remember teaching on membership. And this one pastor raised his hand, um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to ignore him. I don't know what's going to happen here, because um, mm. he's Pentecostal. And then he raised up both his hands, and he's like, stop. And I said, yes, brother, how can I help? And he was so angry, he slammed the table, and he said, why has nobody ever 
taught us this. Oh, wow. And I said, brother, I don't know, but it's in the Bible. And he's like, I know. That's why I'm so angry. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my goodness. Um, but but that's the reaction. He was just so appreciative. And he's like, Tommy, mm. I'm s- I need to repent. I've been deceiving my, my congregation. Um, another guy said uh, he's been pastoring for 25 years, but he got saved five years ago. Um, and can, can I be his friend? Because all his Pentecostal friends, pastors, rejected him. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get we get wonderful, wonderful stories and testimonies with regards to the good reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, you get those that are just sinful yeah. and unsaved, and they don't want to hear truth. Sure. Um, the thing, though, is with this culture is that's how they grew up. I mean, it's not that they want to deceive like some of the prosperity gospel guys that I want your money. Mm-hmm. I'm going to expose you and your feelings and your emotions. Um, I mean, it's ingrained. It's in. It's part of them. That's just what they know. We serve God and the ancestors. Um, and to remove that is kind of like removing a, a piece of culture mm. out of the out of the um, lives. Mm. Um, and that's a difficult thing, even for those that get saved. Um, to really help them and counsel them and disciple them to say, listen, yeah, the ancestors will not come after you. You can relax. Um, there is no more condemnation. You are free. You're no more a slave to those things. You're a slave, slave to Christ now. Um, and it's a big struggle to them, just like, okay, but what if? Um, and disciple them through, don't answer the what if question. Answer the question of what now? Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, that's really, I, I have so many questions, I think, as you're talking about kind of how it's ingrained, mm. the syncretism, um, and to kind of turn their their back on uh, the ways of the world and repent would mm. mean, in one sense, like denying part of what it means for them to be a part of that culture. Yeah. And you, you, I, I, the first thing I thought of was, uh, how in India to mm-hmm. be Indian in many ways to, is to be Hindu and vice versa. Yeah. And you served, you even served there yeah. a couple of years. Mm-hmm. How do you think through that where being kind of culturally sensitive and understanding that we're all a part of a culture, mm-hmm. I, it, it helps it in South Africa, you're an insider. Mm-hmm. So you, mm-hmm. you understand the culture yeah. and you, you understand uh, part of what it looks like. Um, to turn and to to be faithful and biblical and turn to mm-hmm. Christ and the gospel. Yeah, that's a really big question. But just any like words of wisdom as we seek to even here in Portland reach out to to those in our culture who are pagan. Yeah, yeah. So I think first of all um, they need to understand who God is. So mm-hmm. they need to have a high view of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so we rarely just say stop it. Yeah. Just turn away. Yeah. Um, and we'll encourage them to to stop it. Mm-hmm. But just disciple them in this is where your love is. And God loved you first and that's why you come in um and, and, and you that's where you are. Um you are a new creation. Um and, and so that's what we're trying to do. Um who are you? Um so new creation. Um and then just plainly tell them that they need to take up their cross. That's what what Jesus expects of us mm. every day um, to take up your cross and follow him. And that's part of denying yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got huge ramifications. I mean, they get ostracized. They're like, yeah. okay, so you're not sacrificing? Really? Okay, well, get out. We're not going to look for a, you're not going to get married. 
because you're not part of that community because hmm. um, they do sacrifices to bless the marriage mm-hmm. now all of a sudden okay well we're not going to find you a wife mm-hmm. so now you're single or um you you're going to be cursed um so there it's a huge aspect there but you, those two things so a high view of god yeah and paying the price your life is not now mm-hmm. your best life is not now mm-hmm. pretty much yeah um, and i'm sure as you like serve in the church too and seeking to to plant churches to build up churches that are biblical and faithful and people are seeking to love one another sacrificially biblically yeah that, that provides another plausibility structure and a new family something for them to come into as they have to leave yeah, that, yeah. Uh, you know, former life yeah. and with all those <laughs> things that they're leaving, which yeah. are very costly. Yeah. And I mean, that's exactly what I said with this, this brother that said, well, all my friends left. Tommy, yeah. Tommy can you be my friend? Mm. I was like, absolutely. You're part of a new community. Now. Mm. That's, um, that's why we've translated compelling community of Jamie. Mm. Um, Jamie Dunlop, Mark Dever. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just to show them that, yeah, that is, that is kind of a different, that's not, who you are. If you're a new creation, a new creature in Christ Jesus, you're part of a different family. Um, my oldest brother, he's not saved. Um, and they find it difficult to see that I love Sipom Fusi more than I love my blood brother hmm. because he's my brother. Hmm. And it's a great testimony. It's like, whoa, hang on a second. Here's a white African and a black African loving each other more than, than brothers. I give stuff to him. He gives to me. I we just love on each other. We we share houses together and travel together. And um, that's that's the thing. That whole compelling community to say, yeah, you do belong. Yeah, more than that. Mm. And find a wife in the church. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that happen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Praise God. Yeah, that's a powerful testimony. Uh, tell us, Gustav wants me to ask you. Uh, <laughs> about what you're doing to connect with Zulu pastors. Is it in the, the Drakensberg mountains? Yeah. Is that, did I say that correctly? Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. Um, yeah. So that's kind of a, a very rural area of South Africa. Mm-hmm. It's the most unreached area of South Africa with the most or the densely populated pastor area in South Africa hmm. because of a certain movement, the Zionist movement. So they pretty much make up a third of our, our population in South Africa. Zionists? Zionists, yeah. Okay. Um, and they all syncretistic. They ancestral worship, animal sacrifices, plus some Christianity. Um, and we've seen how these people, they understand the, well, they know the Bible. They don't understand the Bible. Mm. But they know the Bible, and as soon as they get saved, it's like a Jew getting saved. Then it's just all in. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, they, they're getting saved. These pastors are getting somewhat theologically strong. Um, they're good speakers because we're a storytelling culture. Hmm. Um, and then, so those pastors, we found that uh, they spread all over the place. So what we're doing now next year, you, you drop a pin in some remote location, kind of in the middle of all the villages. Uh, you drop a pin? Yeah, like a... Electronically. A, Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. the pin drop on, on yeah, like on Google Maps. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you drop the pin, you send the location to them. We get there a day before. We set up camp in tents, and then all the pastors come to the pin, um, and then we train them for two days, and then they go out again back to the villages um, just to reach them, because it's so rural. 
you have to drive through rivers and mountain and bush and whatever else. Um, and to go to each village, it will just take too much time. So we just drop up and say, we meet you there. We'll have the camp set up and we teach them. And so you're, 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 you open the Bible, you're just uh, teaching from God's word, what it means to be pastors, what it yeah. means to be a church. You're mm-hmm. using some of these resources, such as like even from Nine Marks that, you're, yeah. tra- that you've translated and really yeah. expanded on. Yeah. Yeah. So we've translated, uh, what is the gospel? What is a healthy church? What, are the, what is a healthy church member? Compelling community. Am I really a Christian? Uh, Conrad Mbewe's new book, uh, God's Design for the Church. Hmm. Um, so that at the moment is what we have in Zulu. In Zulu. Um, and then we use that. But part of that, I've, I've constructed a curriculum, just a very informal curriculum on the five topics that, I, with, that we've seen as the hot button issues is church leadership, uh, church discipline, membership, and then the ordinances mm-hmm. and how that all fits together. And then a gospel community mm-hmm. So how that all fits together. Yeah. And does does this content resonate with uh, these 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 uh, Zionist pastors? Yeah. It, yeah. They seem so you know even in our culture um, here in the Pacific Northwest and even here at Henson, a lot of people think like, oh, that nine mark stuff. That's so East Coast. Like it, uh, and that's so like yeah. uh, you know we don't. That's not how we do church here yeah. in yeah. the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. But it's it's uh, odd to me or kind of peculiar mm-hmm. that it would resonate uh with these guys like in these very rural areas yeah yeah you're expanding on the on the content you're not just like translating uh from english to zulu word for word is that no, right yeah. no so yeah. again because we're a storytelling culture mm-hmm. um we need to translate for the ear not the eye um and i had great meetings with crossway the other day that we can actually record these translated manuscripts send it out to them so that they can read while they listen mm. their comprehension is just much better mm-hmm. that way mm-hmm. um but then yeah so we expand on that um so it's not just word for word we use different illustrations uh, different names so we we mm. kind of the content stays the same i see uh but all the other fringe stuff we, we, we change. We have to change because, um, like Greg's, uh, what is the gospel? Yeah. He opens up with the World Series. You know, mm. Mm, <laughs> what is that? Okay, yeah. The world, we're all engaged in the game. Mm. Um, but then we change it to a big soccer. That's what you guys call it? Mm-hmm. Round, round ball? Right? Yeah, where you kick the ball with your feet. There we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We call it football. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But we'll, we'll, there's a classic big derby in South Africa, the Pirates against the Kaiser Chiefs. That's just huge. Mm-hmm. So we'll put that in instead of the World Series. Okay, okay. Um, no, that's yeah, helpful. That, yeah, that's a good yeah. example. But it's interesting that you say that, yeah, in the... the Pacific Northwest. Pacific, yeah. Yep. Um, it is, it's true, but that's why I love the Nine Marks book so much, because it's just Bible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's based on bi- uh, biblical principles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it's really effective in... I train pastors in India, they loved it, and we saw great churches. Friend of ours, um, he's still there, and he's training the guys with the same resources. Hmm. So it works in India, it works in South Africa, Southern Africa, where we we are. So yeah. So you you just made a distinction there, and I just want to make sure this is clear. I can't remember if we said this earlier, but you're not just ministering uh, in South Africa. You're ministering in all of Southern Africa. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the other countries that you're finding yourself driving to? 
Well, driving not yet because of the because of COVID. But no, well, I have Swaziland, mm-hmm. uh, Lesotho, mm-hmm. uh, soon Namibia, uh, Botswana, Zimbabwe, uh, Malawi, Mozambique. So yeah, all all of those southern southern countries. And I have just in just briefly, what made you want to do this work? Mm-hmm. What like? Um, how did I get to this? How did you How did you get here? So. When I went into full-time ministry, um, our, my church or our church uh, sent us out to, to India mm-hmm. to serve with another couple in India. Um, I started training uh, men there for the ministry using mm-hmm. my own books. Um, and I prayed for the Lord to raise a guy in that group to, to go plant a church. Long story short, we got kicked out of India by the government. Mm. Was they got suspicious and they knew what we were doing okay um got back home wanted to go into church planting and revitalization um nothing came up um it was just dead mm-hmm. um and i prayed and, and the lord just like hey hang on a second why, why don't you not that i heard the lord but mm-hmm. um why don't you just do what you did in india you got the context with crossway design god ligonier nine marks um just expand on it so teach what you've done in india and just get the books and that's how it started and how long have you been doing this now tommy three years for three years and what would be uh what would you really praise god for like 20 years from now what would you like what what's the mission what would you like to see Mm -hmm. the lord do like what's the goal the goal is to to see healthy churches um because we say if you change the pastor you change the church and if that church is healthy you'll change the community Mm. i would love for africa to go back to the early church fathers Mm. being solid in theology having wonderful healthy churches i would love for south africa or southern africa to be like a brazil that's now i think it's the number one country sending country Mm -hmm. missionaries Mm -hmm. would love for that Mm -hmm. to to happen Mm -hmm. um but then specifically also i would love for imprint to play a part in raising local authors to to write our own content to reach our own people um so that's a but you need to be a reader before you sure you're a writer sure sure but that's a long-term goal and i would love to see that Mm -hmm. um to replicate nine marks material from the word contextualize it and and write about those things and helping our people how can the West help? How can a church like Henson mm-hmm. be involved in the exciting work that, that you're doing? How can we even help? As I think of, I talked about the Nels earlier, yeah. people who are about this work of building up uh, the church in, in dark places, yeah. you know, as you talked about, like these Zionist pastors and mm-hmm. these pastors who don't even know Jesus. Yeah. How can, I mean, we're, we're all the way over here. Yeah. What can we do to help? Yeah. Well, first of all, I pray. Uh, we need to have lots of prayer as we engage with these people, just for wisdom, um, for more pastors to come out of the woodworks, to discover imprints so that we can help them. So I think, first of all, pray. Uh, second of all, definitely partner together, like with the Nels. I, I'm looking forward to meeting them mm-hmm. um, and just see how I can help them um, and, and just partnering together, supporting one another. We all need support um, emotionally, spiritually. Um, I would love for them to come to our church and that we can just minister to them. So um, similar partnerships, uh, which is, is good. Um, and then financially, um, just to partner in saying, oh, I've got this need. We need to have a print run in getting this translation done. Um, I would need a truck to get to all these 
funny places um and i need someone i'm the only guy i do everything um so to just support someone to come and help me maybe um so those are the three most needy um that's great that's really helpful gustav says that you're a guy who gets things done (laughs) have you ever read the book getting things done by david allen black yeah yeah that's one of gustav and i we talk about that book a lot okay yeah Uh, well maybe not a lot good book it's okay yeah Yeah. well brother uh we've run out of time but thank you so much for sharing about imprint Mm -hmm. you guys have a website Mm imprinton.org imprintonon.org yeah we're on facebook instagram Excellent. Yeah. And if someone wanted to reach out to you uh, and find out more, um, your contact info is on the website. Yep. And you can get a hold. And we'll, Lord willing, we'll pray for for Imprint and for you at the Sunday evening service. You got to take off. You yep. got to you got to go back home for your. Is it your son's birthday? Yep. And uh, so safe travels, brother. Thanks. We'll be praying God's blessing on your ministry. We'll hopefully show a little video at the evening yeah. service Good. about your work. So well, thank you so for, for yeah. so much for sharing. Thanks for having me. Of course.